What's going on, everyone? My name is Dean Landowski. Welcome back to this episode of the All Things Philly podcast. So I woke up yesterday morning, February 4th, excited and happy because it was the three-year anniversary of the Eagles winning Super Bowl 52 and capturing the franchise's first Super Bowl victory. And that ha- I woke up excited to, to just reminisce what happened three years ago and how much joy that brought and to not worry about this current Eagles team and how much of a dumpster fire it is. That joy lasted me about two hours until 10 o'clock in the morning when I first opened Instagram for the first time that day. And all I see is these tweets and reports coming out that the Eagles are now fielding phone calls for trade offers for Carson Wentz. I was I was really just disappointed. I was just looking forward to a day to just enjoy. I was planning on coming home that night, watching... Um, Super Bowl 52, um, and just enjoying the day and rem- remembering what had happened in the past and and kind of enjoying that for a little bit instead of focusing on what's gone wrong now. And I wasn't even able to do that for, for two hours. So trade talks yesterday and today started heating up regarding Carson Wentz. And apparently... According to tweets from from guys like Adam Schefter, the the trade offers are aggressive, and apparently, the Indianapolis Colts have offered them a trade, and they're working to get a deal done. I expect Carson Wentz to be traded sometime before the Super Bowl. So between tonight on Friday and tomorrow, I expect him to be gone. At this point. There is no way for Carson Wentz to put on an Eagles uniform next year. It's it's near impossible. And even if and and not that it's impossible in the fact that they can't trade him because of his salary or or they can't trade him because they wouldn't be getting enough in return. It's because of the turmoil that that's gone on in this relationship. At this point, it is time to part ways. I've been on the Carson Wentz wagon for, for the longest time, since he was drafted, I really made football my own, and I really took the Eagles on as a thing that I enjoyed in 2016, because up until that point, yeah, I grew up in Delaware County, right outside of Philly, and of course the Eagles were a big thing, and everybody loved the birds, but when I was younger, it, I mean, yeah, I loved football, but it's not like I was this diehard bleed green fan up until I really started to enjoy it and get into it. In 2016, when I was in 6th grade. And Carson Wentz was the guy that the team had drafted. And it's really hard for me to say goodbye to my first Eagles quarterback. It's just difficult. And unfortunately, that's going to be something that needs to be done. Because at this point, I've wanted him the entire time. And it, I still want him to be the quarterback, but I don't see it as a realistic possibility. This is a, it's a toxic relationship. It's like being in a dating relationship and your girlfriend's cheated on you 500 times, yet you still choose to be with her. It's just, it doesn't make sense. And it's not fair to either side to have to go through that anymore. It's time to part ways. That's the same thing when it comes to the Eagles and Carson Wentz. You don't give him weapons. You draft a quarterback in the second round, and you expect him to still be happy. 
And it just, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And at this point, it needs to go away. And the other thing that really confuses me is, according to all these reporters, the main question Jeffrey Lurie had when interviewing head coach candidates was, what is your plan to fix Carson Wentz? Nick Sirianni was brought to Philadelphia to fix Carson Wentz. He was brought here for Carson Wentz to be the franchise quarterback. It doesn't make any sense. It it just it doesn't. And up until yesterday, I was on the on the train of keep Wentz. It doesn't matter what the relationship is like until I listened to Sports Talk with Broads, which is one of the podcasts I listened to by Hunter Brody, where he was saying that it's a toxic relationship, and both sides need to part ways. He's a huge Wentz fan, but he understands that it's time for the Eagles to move on, not because Carson Wentz doesn't have the potential, but because it's not a good fit, and the relationship is so so broken at this point, there's no restoring it. And that's what's hard for me, is you look, yesterday was three years from the Super Bowl, you look at that team, you look in the parade when Doug Peterson's going, this is the new normal. And now we're in this, three years later. And it's hard for me to wrap my brain around what happened. It's... It's mind-blowing how you can go from number one seed in the NFC East, being good enough, having a good enough team to still win the Super Bowl without your backup quarterback, or with your backup quarterback, against the greatest quarterback in football history, possibly the greatest player in football history, and now you can't even win the worst division to ever be in the NFL. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense, and the only thing that makes sense at this point is... Howie Roseman had beef with Doug Peterson or he had beef with Carson Wentz and he's just trying to get them out and he will do anything it takes to do that. That's the only thing that makes sense. And the only way that this team is going to be able to get back to that 2017 Super Bowl form is if Howie Roseman goes, and Howie Roseman will be the Eagles general manager as long as Howie Roseman wants to be the Eagles general manager, because Jeffrey Lurie is not going to fire him. So at this point, I'm I'm not sure what to think. I'm I'm really at a loss for what to think. I didn't have a script for this podcast. I just wanted to make something. So I've I, I basically said everything I've wanted to say, but I'm not done yet because this is a good outlet for me to just rant, and that's what I need to do right now. I, if if Carson Wentz, if you are no longer going to be a Philadelphia Eagle, thank you for everything you did, and I'm so sorry. That this organization failed you. And I'm so sorry that half these boneheaded Eagles fans are ready to just throw you out of the city. I'm really sorry for that. I was watching last night on YouTube 
the um, Eagles documentary um, after the 2017 season. And Nick Foles was saying he loves playing quarterback in this city because, yes, they're going to scrutinize you, but the fans are always going to have your back if you're the quarterback. And Carson, for some reason, that was not the case with you, and I'm sorry for that. Ever since you've been drafted, there have always been Wentz haters, and I'm not sure why. You have given them no reason to believe that. 2016, you went 7-9 and nine with a new head coach, and you're a rookie quarterback starting all 16 games. That's a hell of a season. You beat the Atlanta Falcons that year who won the NFC. The next season, before you tear your ACL, you're the number one team in the NFC. People are acting like you're, you're injury-prone when... I, Okay, you tore your ACL. I can find a list of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of NFL players that have torn their ACLs. And then they want to come at you for a back injury? Okay. So you had an ACL injury that's very common. You had a back injury. Eagles fans are acting like injuries aren't normal in football. Football is one of the most... Is, is the sport where most injuries happen. And then you had a concussion off of a dirty hit on Jadavion Clowney. So th- the narrative that these boneheaded fans and these arrogant journalists have written saying that you're, you're injury prone is ridiculous. It really is. And you deserve better. So at this point, if we're, if, if we're going to trade you and you're going to get a better start, I would, I'm happy for you, Carson. Because you don't deserve what this organization has done to you. You don't. Instead of drafting Jalen Hurts in the second round last year, teams should have traded the second round pick from last year and our first round pick to move up and draft C.D. Lamb. Because that would have given you a legit number one target. Instead of Deshaun Jackson, who gets hurt every snap. Jalen Rager, who got hurt. J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, who Howie Roseman drafted, but Doug Peterson wouldn't play. Travis Fulgham, who was a practice squad player. Alshon Jeffrey, who can't run. Now, if the birds are going to move on from Carson Wentz, which I do think is inevitable at this point... We need to get something back for him because this man without the torn ACL is the 2017 MVP and he's proven that he can play in this league. The narrative that Carson Wentz sucks is such a joke and it just doesn't make sense to me. I expect at least a first round draft pick back. And so I'm hearing reports that the top teams interested are the Indianapolis Colts. Obviously, we've heard them link to Carson Wentz since day one and Chicago Bears. Now, how funny would it be to see Wentz on the Bears again with Foles as his backup? It'd be really funny. Um, But both of those teams, yes. But if we're trading them to Indianapolis, I want their 20, I believe it's 23rd overall pick, 21st, something like that. I want their first round draft pick this year. 
I would like to see Carson Wentz moved to the Houston Texans in a blockbuster deal involving two of our first-round picks, maybe a couple seconds, Carson Wentz and Deshaun Watson. Because, yeah, Jalen Hurts showed us what he could do in three and a half games last year, but that's not enough for me to fully commit to him being the franchise quarterback, and I'm not willing to spend the sixth pick in the draft on a quarterback. I'm not willing to do it. Not when you just selected a quarterback at number two in 2016. And when you just drafted a quarterback in the second round, you you can't keep doing this. You can't keep playing these games. Where if you bring in Deshaun Watson, you know you have your franchise quarterback. Man's been balling in Houston. And you'd be able to draft a Jamar Chase or Devontae Smith. And that would play off team next year. Now, let's let's go with the narrative that Jalen Hurts will be the starter next year. Carson Wentz gets traded. We don't get a lot in return. I still think this can be an exciting, an exciting offense. Because you think about the the f- direction that football's going. You've got guys like Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray that are running the football, which is kind of the category that Jalen Hurts falls in, and I think we can all agree on that. So you have Jalen Hurts, who's your new style quarterback. Miles Sanders, who LaShawn McCoy came out the other day and said that he's the team, he should be the team's franchise running back. And I agree. I think at the end of next season, he'll be a top five running back in the league, but only behind Henry, Kamara, Cook. Only three that I see better than him, honestly. Henry, Kamara, and Cook. Maybe not even Cook after next season. Maybe he'll be top three. Who knows? But at least top five. So you've got... And you've got Boston Scott, who's been a legit backup for you. So, running back position's kind of set. Quarterback position, you've got your new style quarterback. Who's who's going to grow still? You've got... If, so, if we're trading Carson Wentz, I think it's time to trade Zach Ertz. And that will be the end of an era. If we're going to end on Wentz, we need to end on Ertz, close that era down, and move on. And start a movement of youth, which is what the team did when bringing in Nick Sirianni. So, you move on from Ertz. You, you, you start Dallas Goddard, who's shown a lot of promise. You stick with Dallas Goddard. And you draft a tight end late. And tight ends are normally tight. You don't need a great tight end to be a good NFL team. We already have a great tight end. Now it's time to just get a young backup. Or bring in a veteran backup to help Goddard grow. Either one's fine because you still got your young starter. And then our wider our our offensive line it can still be one of the best in football. We got Lane Johnson. Brandon Brooks is coming back. Again, not that Jack Driscoll. There are some young pieces, but we still have some of those veterans. I do think it's time we should not be bringing back Jason Peters. That's for sure. That man can't play anymore. I love him, but he can't play anymore. And there was reports coming out saying the Eagles may cut Jason Kelsey, which I don't think matters because I do believe that he will retire anyway. So we need a new center. And our offensive line, other than that, I think will be okay. Maybe pick up some linemen in the draft to 
develop for when guys like Brooks and Lane and, and those guys start to fade out and get older. And then the receiving core, if you pick up, I personally want Jamar Chase. If you pick up Jamar Chase, this is how your receiving core would go. Your number one receiver, Jamar Chase, easy choice. Travis Fulgham, Jalen Rager, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, who I'm still really high on. Doug Peterson just didn't give him a chance. And then you stick around with a couple of veterans. We still have Marquise Goodwin on the team. I don't, Godwin on the team. I don't think he'll stay. Um, But I would like to stick around with Deshaun Jackson. Shouldn't get a lot of playing time to help Jalen Rager grow because that's the type of player Rager is. Deshaun. And then maybe a Greg Ward. And then you've got you've got guys like Hightower and um who's that other guy we drafted this year? He had the, the touchdown against the Cardinals. I don't remember. If I remember, I'll mention it. Um, but you got those guys down in the practice squad if you need receivers. Or go out and trade for a guy like Odell, who's been in a lot of trade conversations this year. So I think the receiving core will be okay next year. Right now, the only position that scares me is we need a backup tight end if we choose to move on from Ertz. And we need to kind of just solidify the offensive line. I think the offense will be a really scary offense. Maybe not next year, but in years to come. Because they do need some growing time, but in years to come, I do think it will be a very scary offense. The The defensive side of the football... One of the best lines in football. I'm really high on Josh Sweat. I really am. I think he will be a great player. You still got Cox. You still got Graham. And I would love to see Jalen Mills brought back. I saw something the other day saying, uh, would it be a good move to pair and trade for Patrick Peterson and pair him up with Darius Slay? Hell yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and a guy like Craven LeBlanc is useful. And Avante Maddox is useful in the slot. This, this team has the pieces there. They just need to add a few more things. And they need a coach that's going to keep the locker room together. They need to figure out this quarterback situation. And this team will be scary. And this team can get back to that 2017 level. I'm just still struggling with the fact of how it got to this point. Of how it went from that 2017 level to this point. And it still just blows my mind. And that's all I've got to say. Now, clearly, if Carson Wentz gets traded, I will have more things to say, and I will do another episode about that trade because there will be more to talk about just than the scenarios. We'll know what we're getting in return, and there will be stuff to break down when it comes to that. Um, so just stay tuned for that. And and there should be an episode coming out probably tomorrow about the Flyers, so just keep an eye out for that. Um, that yeah, that's really all I've got to say. Just very frustrating, very frustrating. That they let it get to this point. But that's all I've got to say. Thank you guys so much. Go follow us on Instagram at all underscore things underscore Philly underscore podcast. Go give us a follow. If you're watching this on YouTube, hit the subscribe button. Hit the like button. 
uh, send me a DM if you have any topics you want me to cover. Thank you all so much for listening, and I will see you next time.